Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here's the pitch. Called strike three. That pitch hugged the outside corner. Wisniewski peers in, gets the sign from the veteran catcher, Gomes. Here's the pitch. Called strike three, two away. Looked like another slider, frozen. Here's the 0-2. Swing and a miss, strike three. And the sweets are about as good as that last pitch. Outstanding. <laughs> Wisniewski strikes out the side here in the fifth. Outstanding and immaculate, they call that. The immaculate inning from Hayden Wisniewski. Nine pitches, three strikeouts. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio. 670 the score david haw bruce levine here until 11 o'clock and that takes us out to our guest hotline presented by circa resort and casino in las vegas home of the world's largest sports book and that is where we find the cubs 24 year old rookie right-hander who was responsible for the immaculate inning the other night thursday night in pittsburgh a night he'll never forget good morning hayden welcome to inside How's the clubhouse. how are you i'm not not bad not bad so hayden sore. I, I imagine that Thursday night was a career highlight for you. You did do this before once in college, I understand, but that was for Sam Houston State against Stetson. My sense is that doing it in a Chicago Cub uniform hit a little different. Yeah, no, it's definitely different. I can tell you right now those are uh, really good hitters up there. And uh, But to be able to do it at all is, is an immaculate thing. Uh, it's just something that you you get, like, you have the opportunity before it just never really like comes to fruition, you know, David uh, Hayden and uh, has been so uh, interesting so far. Hayden, let me ask you this um, coming over from the Yankees, knowing that you were really close to making that team being traded over uh, at the deadline. How, how did it all transpire for you emotionally uh, before you got to the Cubs? How did you, how did you look at it uh, once you knew that you were being traded to the Chicago Cubs from a team that uh, you were probably going to be able to help this year as well? Uh, I was I was excited to be become a Cub, right? I, no no doubt about that. I was really excited to get the opportunity to be Chicago Cub, a historic franchise. Um, they want to win. The fans want to win. I want to win, right? We were on the same page there. Um, but I left, I left a lot of friends with the Yankees, and I had a bunch of uh, friends and a bunch of coaches that I, I really adored and, and cared about. And so that's really hard to do. And when I got traded to the Cubs, I looked up – they told me I was going to uh, Iowa, and I looked up the roster, and I knew no one. And I no one on my team knew anybody, really. So it was kind of a tough uh, transition at first. 
Um, the first week you're like, what am I doing here? The second week you're trying to figure out what you're doing in Iowa. And then by that time you start to get to a rhythm, you start to meet people and you start to enjoy your time with them. And, and I, I had, I met some really good people in Iowa and I've met some really good people in the Chicago Cubs organization. You've adapted pretty quickly on Thursday night. You became only the fifth pitcher in Cub history to throw an immaculate inning in the first one since 2004, LaTroy Hawkins. You've also made fast friends with your catcher, Jan Gomes. Tell us the story about walking off the mound and you were uh, having the time of your life and recognizing what you had just accomplished. And I think that Jan Gomes, you assumed, had not done that before. And he quickly reminded you that, well, maybe he had. Yeah, so um... – Obviously, I knew what happened. I was keeping track of it. Uh, I, I, that's something that uh, I've done before. Like like I said, I've done before. Um, and when you've done it before, you kind of keep it in mind again. Like the first time I did it, I didn't know what happened. Um, but this time, it's like one of those things that you once you've done it, you kind of you kind of look for it. And so um, once it, after the ninth pitch, I just ripped it. And if it happened, it happened. And so the guy swung and. I looked at Yawn and I'm like, Yawn, you ever you've ever caught one of those? Like, because I know they're rare. I didn't know, like, I don't know how rare exactly, but I know they're really rare. And so I look at him and I go, you ever caught one of those? And he goes, Yeah, I've caught in four or five of them. I was like, Oh my god! Well, that just killed everything I, all the excitement I had. And he's he might have catch. I mean, we joked with him yesterday. He's, it might have been he's might have caught in the most immaculate innings ever as a catcher. Yeah, it sounds like it because it is a rarity. Uh, Hayden Wesneski joining us on Inside the Clubhouse. He's David Hall and Bruce Levine here with you every Saturday, 52 weeks out of the year, talking baseball on Inside the Clubhouse on the score. Uh, Hayden, as far as coming up to the big leagues and uh, now contributing the way you are, what are what are some of the similarities and differences uh, that you found in the uh, in the culture of the the pitching? Uh, uh, philosophy of the Cubs and the Yankees and the pitching labs that you've been uh, being able to uh, get involved with. Uh, what what are some of those similarities? What are some of the things that are different with the Cubs than were with the Yankees? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's they're very similar. I when it comes to the whole of the pitching development side and the whole uh, just the way they attack um, pr- uh, preparation and stuff like that. I haven't been to spring training yet with the Cubs, so I will say that I don't know exactly everything about it. But for the most part, the understanding that I've gotten is that they've kind of let me do what I've done beforehand. And it, it kind of – what they have tried to get me to do and, like, morph into, like, hey, you need to throw more of the, this pitch. Hey, you, you're you doing really good with this. You need to start doing – like, start throwing this more and this less. And um, I think they just kind of attack it the same way. I mean, the preparation side especially, I think, is, is very similar coming from the Yankees. Um, and it makes it really easy, easy just to have a game plan going into the game. One of the similarities, I think, or maybe commonalities is the better way to put it, Hayden, is that Daniel Moskos was part of the Yankee organization when you were there, and now here he is as assistant Cub pitching coach. And I think that transition – or maybe helped ease your adjustment. And I wonder if you could just describe what role he has played in your development and how special it was to share that moment with him as well. Uh, Moscow's has pretty much been, I've only had three really coaches and professional ball or three coaches that I've like, worked with for an extended amount of time in professional baseball. And uh, he's, 
Um, I mean, there's coaches every now and then that you work with for a couple weeks or whatever. And um, but Moscow's has had a huge, a huge uh, development, and not just mine, or just a huge like feel of, or. Uh, He's been in basically my development for the last year and a half. Uh, he's helped a lot of guys, especially in the Yankees organization, but not only that, and just like in every organization, a couple organizations where he basically just has a hand in what they have done. So he's, he's helped me throw harder. He's helped me clean up my mechanics. He's helped me uh, work on other pitches. He's helped me attack hitters. Like he, he, he has helped me. And I would say almost every facet of my pitching development, I would say he is, uh, made me a step or two better than I was from coming out of college. And I think he's a part, big reason why I'm in the big leagues now. And I also want to say that I think he's a big reason why I'm a Cub now is because I think he also coming over from the Yankees basically said, hey, these are the guys I think we should get. And I I don't know if that had any say or any help of like persuading them, but I am a Cub now. And he might he might have may or may not have helped that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hayden Wesneski, our guest for a few more minutes on Inside the Clubhouse. Hayden, uh, what has uh, been the, the impact of Tommy Hadovy and the Cubs uh, pitching people um, uh, outside of uh, uh, this one that we've just talked about here? Uh, what's what's your relationship with Tommy right now? What what have you found out from him, and what what are you uh, what are you doing with him on a, a weekly basis? So a lot of what me and Tommy have been working on and talking about, uh, we're still filling each other out and we're still trying to figure out what, like the way we attack the like conversations and like figure out like hitters and stuff like that and preparation. And but a lot of what Tommy does, uh, especially for guys at this level is he helps with pitch calling and then just like cleaning up mechanics when, uh, I need it. Like when we need it and I need it in particular, um, Tommy understands me and Moscow's have a really good relationship. And, but I also understand that Tommy is the, the head pitching coach. And so I, I respect everything he says. And um, he, he's very intelligent as well. And you, you can see that talking to him. Um, but uh, mostly me and Tommy's conversations are kind of like, Hey, like this is where you can get a little bit better on the pitching side. Hey, this is how you, this is what you need to do execution wise hey this is this is how we're going to attack these these hitters and then he kind of helps me out with mechanics a little bit just when when i need a little bit of translation from moscow's as well you know hayden you're 24 years old and as you alluded to it's been a whirlwind summer and your head might be spinning a little bit even now and david ross i thought it was interesting complimented your approach and your preparation and he said how alluded to your poise and and i just curious i don't know if it was rossi that mentioned this or maybe somebody else that talked about your process and how before the game the other night you went you got to the field really early and you went out there just to look around and i wondered if as a young major leaguer who has you know on the way up did you do that just to kind of prepare yourself mentally for what was ahead now you might not have thought about throwing an immaculate inning not suggesting that but what was it about that that you wanted to get? And is that something you do on a regular basis? Uh, yeah, it's it's something that I've I've done over the last year or so. I did it sometimes in college, especially when we like travel somewhere I didn't know. Um, but I like doing that where um, in places that I haven't seen before. And not only is it for to pitch like for that night, but also it's it's sometimes just to just to look around and see and look how cool this park is uh baseball is a fascinating sport where 
not all stadiums are the same. Wrigley's not even close to PNC Field, right? Like it's it's super different. And then City Field in New York City is completely different than Minimade, right? So it's just cool to feel a different park and to look around. But also, I knew that I was pitching that day, and so I just kind of wanted to to see what the mound looked like. I want to see if it looks close, far, what's around, where where the clock is, uh, where strikes or balls and strikes are at. It just basically for someone that's young and I haven't figured out everything it makes you take out one question mark a couple question marks in the equation and so I just try to eliminate every uncertainty that the baseball brings as far as uh, your Yankee experience uh, I imagine you were at big league camp a couple years Uh, what was your experience like around Aaron Judge if any and uh, how are you looking at uh, what he is accomplishing this year uh, now being away from the organization so you know what's funny is that I've only I've never been in big league camp. I've pitched in a big league game before. Uh, I was I went to big league camp. Um, I did start a few games. I did throw in a few games on the big league side, but I've never really been at big league camp. But uh, saying that, I did play with uh, or I was around Judge a little bit because of just like we're around the big league guys or whatever. Um, but he is he's a great dude. I'm telling you right now, if you need somebody to cheer for, Aaron Judge is that guy. He takes care of everybody. Um, he knows pretty much everybody's name in the whole building. Um, he's a he's a great dude. He works hard. I don't know what else how else to compliment the guy. He's he knows what he's doing, and he bet on himself this year, and it's it's going to work out. Um, it's incredible what he's doing. He's watching just at bats with him. It's just hard to get him out. Like there's no there's no holes. He he. And if there is a hole, he covers it up for the next pitch. And so it's, it's honestly, it's incredible to see. 60 home runs is a lot of home runs, and he's leading it, and it's not even close. Last thing I have for you, Hayden, is that, you know, here you are after four outings. Each one has been a little bit different, but your ERA is pretty steady. They're at 245, and, and you've been remarkable, have remarkable command, 24 strikeouts, only four walks. And let's talk about that slider. How have you adjusted – where you want to locate it, how you might throw it, and and are you worried about, you know, obviously hitters catching up to it as you are around a little bit longer because there's going to be a consistent need to continue to adjust that? Uh, I think it's just going to be like, – I, I don't think hitters will ever just get completely uh, adjusted to it. I, I, I think they'll get better at hitting it. And to be honest with you, I've kind of seen it already, them adjust uh, to it. Um, saying that it's one of those things where if I think I locate the pitch a little bit better, like I'm starting to get to the point where, uh, I'm starting to locate it, not middle or outer half, it's outer third or air down. Right. And so the, the few adjustments I've started to make is be willing to throw early, especially throw, be able to throw the slider off, like way off and then work it back to the strike zone instead of throwing it middle and working it back to the edge, because then those balls that are end up middle, they end up getting put in the seats. And so if you throw it enough times, especially, but that's just pretty much like, I've started to get a little bit finer with it in my, in my preparation. And then like with just like warm ups and, and making sure that I get it there and I'm willing to get a ball versus, willing to throw a ball versus just, like, give me over strikes, you know? 
Philosophy-wise, and this is my last one, and David and I really appreciate you joining. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. today, Hayden. Uh, philosophy wise do you guys do you personally feel that you're a guy that can throw 200 innings very baseball doesn't have 200 inning pitchers hardly anymore okay uh most people are looking at 175 as the plateau uh i i know last year you threw 130 this year you're probably going to be around 120 uh taking that next step seems to be very difficult for young pitchers in the in the game these days not only from the perspective of the way they pitch but from how how quickly guys get yanked out of games what are your thoughts on on that process and where you're going there uh I, that's funny that you ask that i really i would love to be that guy i really i want to be that guy i want to be that person that throws 200 innings. i've joked with people saying that i i, I could do it i don't know if that's a next year thing or a year after that but Eventually, I would like to throw 200 innings in a season. I don't know if that's going to be what I'm, if I'm hope, hopefully playing in my 30s, right? Um, but it's something that I, I would like to do and I take pride in, just kind of eating innings, and I hope to, I hope to continue to do that. But, um, yes, that's something that I, I have thought about and I, I hope that uh, does, does happen. Um, it takes a lot of work, and it's not easy to do. I think that's why people don't do it anymore is because, just like hitters or pitchers are getting better, hitters are getting better at hitting that pitching because if not, they they lose jobs, right? And so, uh, 200 innings is nothing to stuff. Like just the 175 innings isn't anything to just scuff at, right? And so, yes, I would like to eventually be that guy that throws 200 innings, but I don't know how soon that is. Hayden, Hayden that interview. Uh, David and I, 
Well, yeah, that interview was immaculate. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Hayden Wisniewski, Cubs right-hander, rookie with a lot of poise, Bruce, a lot of potential. Really nice to talk to him. Yeah, and uh, a great line that I stepped on there, David. Sorry about that. It was a a wonderful line to end it up. And uh, he is – you're right. Uh, He's a great young man to talk to. And, and, you know, that's the key when – when you and I sit down during the week to, to do this show, we talk about who we'd like to bring on, who, who would be good on this show. Uh, but some of it has to do with you and I saying, well, how is he as a communicator? How will he sound to our audience? Uh, what will that interview be like? And, and a lot of times uh, we pass on people because they are really not interested in lengthy discussions or they haven't gotten to that point as young people yet that they can expand you see you remember tim anderson being interviewed as a rookie and now you know the expansiveness of the way that he is able to elaborate on what his thought process is so uh this is this is fun when you find a a young guy that's uh, starting to do well and a good communicator on top of it you see it in every sport you know whether it's justin fields uh with the bears or Whoever the case that you can, you know, pops into your head when you have a chance to uh, manage your perception and create a, a, an image for yourself, and I think it's all related to your preparation and and poise, perhaps. And what we heard from Hayden Wesneski there was a guy who Ron Coomer has talked about his preparation. David Ross has mentioned it, and you heard a mature young man, and that maturation is you know happening on the mound as well as you know, off the field. So that's a lot of fun, and he, he has a bright future. In four outings, as I pointed out, two quality starts, 2.45 ERA, and just uh, tremendous control with 24 strikeouts and only four walks and that nasty slider, which will only get better. Okay, we're going to switch gears and talk to somebody else that communicates very well and certainly has communicated well with his new teammates on the White Sox and made an impact immediately. Elvis Andrews is scheduled to join us next inside the clubhouse. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio, 670 The Score. You know, he's been great. You know, he's been, uh, you know, doing everything that he's supposed to and, uh, you know, been leading the team in, a, in the right direction. And, uh, you know, been coming up huge, you know, uh, on, on both sides of the ball and on the, on the bases. So, uh, you know, just more to, you know, just happy that, you know, he, he came over and, uh, and, you know, was, was ready to play and, and ready to win. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. David Haw, Bruce Levine until 11 o'clock. That was the familiar voice of Tim Anderson talking about maybe an unfamiliar White Sox player to some people. But for the last 32 games, Elvis Andrews has been as valuable as anybody in a White Sox uniform, Bruce, and he has done his job and then some, hitting 309 since he arrived. What a catalyst Elvis Andrews has been for a team that might not be going anywhere, but it's not because of his contributions. David, he brought a lot of things to the team, uh, and uh, it was the good fortune of the Chicago White Sox, and give uh, give uh, Rick Hahn and, and Kenny Williams credit for hitting that waiver wire very quickly when he was released by the Oakland A's and picking him up. But the the things that that were so uh, obvious to me that he brought was a steady hand, a guy that's a professional player, and more importantly, brought back some fun to that team, a looseness of 
going out there, playing the game, enjoying it, and not being afraid to express it, no matter what the outcome was, there was a steady hand at the wheel and an enjoyable way of watching uh, the, the, the team evolve back into having some of those good times that they had in the previous two years. Bruce, what he brought to me was a smart baseball player on a team whose baseball IQ wasn't the highest all season long, and Elvis Andrews came in and instinctively you saw why he has lasted as long in the majors as he has lasted, why he has always been a an asset to the, every team that he has been on, and he took no time at all to make an impact. And I think the more the White Sox can learn from that example, the better. Young guys, old guys, all guys in a White Sox uniform. Elvis Andrews increased the baseball IQ exponentially, and you can't you can't really on overstate how valuable that has been not enough in the end in the final analysis but boy where would they be without him well you know again third place there was, you know <laughs> yeah well i mean look uh i just think that you know bringing joy to what you do every day is really essential in whatever walk of life it is david you know uh, i'll throw some analogies out there but you you have to you have to really love what you do and and Andres uh, is is such a, a a player that, you know, from the time he came up, you know, uh, after he was traded from Atlanta to Texas and being one of the catalysts of their run for two American League pennants in a row in the uh, early in 2010 2011, uh, this guy is just a, a steady hand at the wheel, a guy that really knows how to play the game. And uh, again, uh, it's been enjoyable to watch him. Uh, he had its impact on people. I think there was a looseness about the team that we really uh, saw from every angle. And the little things, again, David, you know, taking pitches, hitting the ball the other way, stealing a base, uh, they were pretty obvious, obvious things that, that weren't working very well for the White Sox before he showed up. So, Bruce, I think naturally there are short-term questions. There are big-picture, maybe longer-term questions. Not sure if Tim Anderson is coming back this year. I'm not sure if it would be worth the effort, frankly. But we did see Elvis Andrews maybe in pre preparation for that, taking ground balls at second base, willing to do that. Do you think that he's a guy either that could play second base this season or maybe even next season if they bring both guys back? Well, I, I think he'll he'll play anywhere. He, You know, uh, when we talked to him the other day uh, – Cairo said, yeah, he's going to take balls, and he, he embraced it. You know, he was very, very, very uh, happy to help the team no matter what, what it is. And even though he's played shortstop his whole career, I think, David, you and I will be able to ask him very briefly here what it was like to start taking balls at second base. Let's go out to the guest hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, and that's where we find – the man who we're talking about, Elvis Andrews, the White Sox shortstop. Good morning, Elvis. Welcome to Inside the Clubhouse. Uh, good morning, guys. How are you doing, and um, and how would you describe what's been a difficult week on the south side? I'm doing good, but, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, what you guys are talking about, it's been a, a tough week. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a competitor, and, you know, I understood the situation where we were and you know facing Cleveland the last few days ago 
Uh, it was tough, you know. It was tough. I haven't been here the whole year, but I know, I know competition, and 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 you know, I feel like we were we were there, you know. So it, it's been tough for sure. Can you talk a little bit about what you saw when you came in with the team and uh, what you think you added to the team? We saw, you know, we've been talking about how you you just came in and and were a professional and help them kind of regain the joy for the game that had been missing during a lot of tough losses in a tough season. How would you say that you have impacted this team? I mean, when I came here, I mean, in playing against, I've always been a fan because, I mean, I feel like you have to be a fan when when you face so much talent, you know, in this team. We've been very lucky to have that much talent and, you know, continue to have and create talent at this level. So, you know, me joining here uh, is exactly what you guys are talking about. You know, for me it was to be able to bring, you know, my experience and, and, and you know, my fun, my fun. You know, I love to have fun. And, you know, I'm a person that, you know, when I'm having fun and, and, and my environment is, is having fun, I, I feel like that's when you play your best. So, uh, for me, it's always been um, one thing that I try to bring along with me. I mean, besides uh, my competition and my level of, you know, my years in the game, it's just to, to, to you know, kind of loosen it up a little bit, the clubhouse and, and unite it, you know, unite people. I love to, you know, be that person that, that help unite, you know, the clubhouse and, and you know, do the little, the little dirty work in the clubhouse that, that means a lot, you know, they maintain the team together and, and, and help you go through when, when things are not going the way we want it. Joined by Elvis Andrews here on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Elvis, you've hit 309 since you arrived 32 games ago, but I think your impact has gone beyond that, as you alluded to, the leadership, the the example that you have set. Ozzy Guillen might say and has said it's because you're Venezuelan. But what was it about earlier in your career maybe that you learned uh, that you wanted to pass on to your younger teammates when you uh, are setting an example the way that you have? Well, I always say that I've been really, really blessed as a player. Uh, you know, I came to the league super young, uh, which I can relate to a lot of the guys in the team. Uh, but I, I was really lucky, you know, to have amazing teammates and amazing professional uh that I played with, you know, and I mean, I can name and name, and a lot of people know the guys that I played with, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of guys that are going to stand out, you know, like Michael Young, Ian Kinsler, uh, Adrian Beltre, uh, I mean, Andrew Young played here with the White Sox, so, I mean, those guys just, you know, I was really lucky to, to play and, and, and to watch them the way they prepare. We just lost Elvis a little bit, and he's talking Elvis. about well, his teammates that have shown him the way, the way right he is now showing so many young guys like Romy uh, Gonzalez and other teammates on those White Sox the way. We'll try to reconnect here with uh, with Elvis. Um, but, uh, you know, some of the things that he was talking about, David, uh, the fact that, you know, that he had some great young leaders on the team, uh, when he was a young player coming up with Texas. And it's really interesting. Um, I had two really good friends in baseball who were scouts at the time for the Texas Rangers when they made a trade 
for Elvis Andrews and Neftali Feliz, okay? Two guys that nobody had ever heard of unless you were uh, a, a scout at that time. And they traded Mark Teixeira for these two guys. Uh, the Texas Rangers traded to Atlanta. And people said, wow, they stole Teixeira to Atlanta for people we had never heard of. Within one year, Andrus was one of the top shortstops in the American League at age 21. And Feliz ended up being one of the more important back-end pitchers as they went to the uh, World Series two years in a row in 2010 and 2011. Uh, Pretty remarkable stuff. Uh, I don't know if we're reconnected yet or not with uh, Elvis. No, I think we're waiting to get do that. And Bruce, okay. 2009 is when he came into the league, played 145 games, and then he was the model of consistency for the Rangers. And I think that you can hear that in his voice. You can hear the experience and see it. Uh, and that's something that I think maybe you know the White Sox, in terms of a, a professional approach, definitely have benefited from. And it might value moving forward as they start to plan and plot how to get out of this hole they dug for themselves in 2023 yeah i I mean look uh i i think from from one one thing for sure and and that is um i think regardless of what happens here i think i think andres is somebody the white Sox are going to want next year don't you david i mean uh, i think so i think without a doubt you you have to consider the fact that they um they they need what he has to offer. And when you talk about alternatives, that he presents a very solid and smart one. And Elvis Andrews, as we rejoin with the White Sox shortstop, thank you for getting back on the phone with us. Sorry about the the, uh, problems in connecting, but I guess I'd ask you, Elvis, what would be your interest level in returning to Chicago in 2023? Oh, no, I mean, it's big. I feel that, you know, now being here, and kind of tasting a little bit, uh, you know, the division competition, you know, I really get addicted. So, you know, for sure, you know, I'm, I'm I'm going to my free agency for the first time in my career. So I've never been through that process. Uh, but, you know, it kind of like, you know, get to enjoy that too, you know. But at the same time, you know, I would love to come back here. I express that to a few, you know, my teammates, to – to my manager, Miguel Cairo, right now. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the chances are very high. Uh, for sure, you know, we have to wait to see how things end up in the off season. But, uh, I mean, it's a big chance for me. I would love to come back here, man, and, and compete, you know, playing. You know, even if I have to, uh, you know, switch position, I'll, I'll be more than happy because I know the level of talent in this team is, is huge. And, you know, having everybody healthy and, and – a few guys going back, I think, you know, it'd be a really good thing to be part of. Elvis, be, before you got here, uh, Tony La Russa, you know, with, with the front office, told the players that were injured coming back not to run hard all the time, okay? Because we want you out on the field and we want you to be able to stay on the field. Is that a hard message to give to a player when you tell them, don't run hard all the time. Is it hard for them to ever decide when to run hard again? Because it seems like um, that kind of got lost in the translation of what to do the rest of the season. 
Yeah, I feel it's more like a common sense, of, you know, for the player. Like, you know, you have to understand that, you know, if, if you've been hurt or you're experiencing, you know, uh, something in your legs or something, yeah, there's moments where, like, you don't, you don't have to go 100%. That, that's, that's always been a big topic, you know. And, and like, I always tell them, like, you know, like, the reason I've been playing for 14 years and I've been able to, to stay healthy is because I don't run hard 100% every ground ball I hit, you know. Like, I get it, like, the hustle and all that, but, like, people have to understand that, you know, day in, day out, if you run 100%, you know, more likely – you're going to tweak something, you know, you're going to tweak a hamstring, a groin, anything, a calf. It's not easy, you know, to do it. So like as player, you know, if you're thinking a, a, or if you want to play every day for a long time in your career, you have to be able to manage and know, you know, where to go a hundred percent and when to just, you know, just, you know, keeping a good pace. Uh, but I feel like, you know, I think that's a player, you have to know your body, you have to know where you at, uh, and there's some situations where, of course, you have to, you know, you have to go hard every every single at bat in that series or that week or or that right. month. You have to do it, you know. But it's, you know, I feel it's it's, an, it's understanding where you are as a player and physically where you are for you to be able to go every single day out there and perform. Elvis, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's been a difficult week, but we really appreciate the chance to get in to hear from you. No, thank you, guys. Have a great day. Elvis Andrews, the White Sox shortstop, joining us for a couple moments here on Inside the Clubhouse. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. The judge has risen, and we're all watching, and your honor is uh, about to break another record out in New York. Let's talk about that when we come back. Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw. The 3-1. Swung on it. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. He's tied the babe. It's a judgy in blast. His 60th home run of the year. Wow. All right. There comes the judge. Here comes the judge. Thank you, WFAN, for that highlight. Aaron Judge, his 60th home run, two uh, within two of breaking the American League uh, single-season home run record set in 1961 by Roger Maris. Bruce, uh, back on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7, the score. Aaron Judge not only can hit the ball a long way, he's uh, still could be the Triple Crown winner. He's the likely MVP, and oh boy, he's a free agent. Well, you say likely MVP. I, you know, we know how great Otani is and what he does, but come on. This is uh, one of the best seasons that anybody's ever had in the, the history of the game. Now, when you say that, you have to be careful because when Ruth, uh, in, in 27, when Ruth hit 60 home runs, he drove in 165 runs. He scored 170 runs. You know, he had an OPS of, you know, 1260 so from from all of that be careful but you know from looking at this era and him leading in 11 different departments there's no question about it and would he look good on the uh 
north side of Chicago or the south side <laughs> of Chicago. I think he'd look good anywhere. The guy bet on himself, turned down a $215 million deal from the Yankees uh, for uh, about $30 million a year. said, no, thank you. I'll bet on myself. And he... He 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 won that he won that bet big time. He's gonna be the first forty million dollar position player in baseball history. I think he stays in New York. With due respect to Otani, this is a no brainer. I think for MVP, he is an all around player. The be- best highlight of the week to me, even though all these home runs come, was he was playing right field. There was a double, a would be double, bounces off the wall. He fields it cleanly, turns, pivots, throws a strike to second base and throws the runner out trying to stretch it into a double that most people would have just been a stand-up and Aaron Judge as good of an outfielder. He plays center field, Bruce. So I think you're right in terms of the projected salary, but I don't think he's getting out of uh, New York. He is too valuable, and this is too historic to let him walk out of town. Yeah, you know, David, remember he's 31. I think he's only played over 120 games uh, three times in his career. Uh, So – from that perspective, you know, uh, watch what you wish for because I, I'm I'm of the I'm of the new baseball world of pay the guy fifty million dollars a year for the next four years. Okay, that is that makes more sense when you want to get value for your dollar. That makes more sense. Give him two hundred million. Give him the right to be a free agent at thirty-five, and uh, and give him the most money. Uh, that anyone's ever made. Bruce, I, I do, I do Bruce, not believe in eight- and nine-year contracts. If you're going to go Idiotic. all modern on me, how am I going to describe you as a curmudgeon? I'm sorry, but this is the way to go. I mean, uh, you, you, you pay now. Pay up front, you know. Pay, paying it forward uh, eight, nine, ten years, it's, it's idiotic. It doesn't it – does, it never, ever works, ever. Well, I think the free agency uh, – for this offseason is going to be a big topic of conversation. Looking forward to that because both teams have a lot of needs. And certainly the White Sox after this week, where do you start? That's a, we could have done two hours on that, but, Bruce, we didn't. We, we sprayed to all fields and did a lot of fun things. This was a great show. Thanks for lining everybody up. Yep, well, we have a lot of people to thank. Sean Sears did a great job producing this show, as always. We uh, thank Elvis Andrus and the Chicago White Sox Media Relations Department, Billy Russo, for setting that interview up, as well as the Cubs PR Department helping us get, of course, uh, Aiden Wesneski, who was uh, fantastic. People can follow me on Twitter at MLBBruceLevine on our website at 670thescore.com. David, have a great week. Cubs pregame right here on the score at 5 o'clock, Cody Decker at 4. But next, the one and only Steve Rosenblum, 11 until 2 o'clock. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Sean Sears. And thank you, everyone, for listening here. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.